Welcome to the Filipino American Women Project, a podcast show that shares stories and life lessons told by individuals living or have lived in America that are of Filipino descent and identify as female. I'm your host, Jen Amos, a fellow Filipino American woman, and I'm excited for you to join us. Let's get started. All right. Hi, everyone. Jen Amos here with the Filipino American Woman Project. And as always, I have my incredible co-host with me, Nani Dominguez. Nani, welcome back to the show. What's up, everyone? Yeah. And as we are all in light of the coronavirus, we are still podcasting because we can do it virtually and we have no choice anyway, even if we wanted to be in person. <laughs> so here we are. And I know it's interesting times for so many of us. Like I personally had a really heavy day today. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who have, you know, I'm going through similar things. And so hopefully this episode will bring some inspiration in your life or bring you a sense of hope or even keep you distracted from what you're currently going through right now with the coronavirus. But just know that you're not alone. And if you are an extrovert and you cannot stand being at home, you can reach out to us on Instagram, the Filipino American woman, and just, just chat with us. <laughs> if you're lonely, reach out to us. We can use the company too. I can use the company, even though I'm an introvert. So it would be great to hear from you. And, you know, just know that we're all going through this experience together. All right. With that said, I'm really excited because every time we get to do another show, it means that we get to bring on another incredible Filipina in our community. So I want to introduce you all to Jen Estacio. Jen, or on this show, we're going to call her Jen E because I'm Jen A. <laughs> so we don't get these, we these are Jens. Jen Estacio is rediscovering herself now that she's a mom. She currently works full time while learning how to run a small business called Flip Family on the side. She's learning that being a mom doesn't mean that you can't go after your dreams and that being a mom has made her an even more powerful Filipina. Jen E, welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Yes, it's so great to have you. I'm going to call you Jen because when I call you Jen, like people know that you're the other Jen and you know, whatever. So I'm just going <laughs> to, Nani, you can call Jen, Jen E. And then we'll yes, everyone I knows got that. It. Jen E and Jen A. <laughs> yeah, just so, just so everyone knows. Okay, so Jen, why don't you share, how did you hear about the Filipino American Woman Project? And more importantly, what inspired you to jump on our show today to share your story? Yeah, so when I started Flip Family back in September of last year, you know, I just did some Instagram stalking <laughs> and, you know, found a lot of Filipino inspired Instagram handles. And that's how I came about for the Filipino American Women Project. And I've just been following you ever since. And I wanted to share my story just because I can relate to a lot of Filipino American women and moms especially that are working full-time and I kind of want to share I want to share my story that working um, moms are not alone mm -hmm. I love it that is incredible I love that you found us on Instagram that is essentially our number one marketing tool right now <laughs> and as the year progresses we plan on expanding more but I find even for myself that I tend to find the most community on Instagram so really cool that you found us in in that way yeah, and I find that like even for me, same thing. I found that the community on Instagram is just so supportive and, you know, always willing to help or share, you know, my events or, you know, even through DM. Like I'm talking to all these different people 
across the world. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. When you said that you started following our show and you resonated with a lot of the stories, what part of the show, or what, what's the common theme that you felt like you could relate to? I think just hearing other Panais talk about their story and where they started and where they are now and kind of even their childhood, like it relates so much to me. I mean, first generation Filipino American, especially a lot of people that I interview, like it resonates with me and it made me think even more. I'm like, oh, wow, um, I relate to so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy because I feel like a lot of people we've interviewed on our show are trailblazers in their industries and what they're doing. And we feel like we're alone or we feel like we have to, yeah, be the trailblazer, the trendsetter. And as we collect more of these stories, we start to find that a lot of us are doing similar things and and having the same experiences. So it's really cool to come together in this way and unite in this way and be like, yeah, like I'm not alone in this. And this just gives me more conviction to be a trailblazer, to keep putting myself out there and to keep showing up as I am. So really cool stuff. So Jen, with the Filipino American Woman Project, we identify the Filipino American woman as individuals who live or have lived in America that are of Filipino descent and identify as female or pronouns she, her. So Jen, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your family background and why you identify as a Filipino American woman. Yeah, so I grew up in Buena Park, which is um, in Orange County here in California, and growing up, both my parents were full-time working parents, and my grandparents are the ones that actually watched me, my sister, and my cousins at the time. And my mom's a nurse, and my dad was a mechanic, and he actually retired at a very early age. So at some point, he became a stay-at-home dad, which I feel like you never see. You see always see a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad was pretty much the cook, the caregiver, the driver, the handyman, anything you tell him to do, he'll do it. That was my dad. And growing up, he was always there, um, especially around my high school years. He was the mom at home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, yeah, and I identify myself as the first generation Filipino American. I mean, I'm the oldest and I have one younger sister and we were both born here in America. And I never really got to learn about our Filipino culture until college. Mm. Um, Like growing up, my parents would talk to me in Tagalog. I understand it, but then I don't speak it. And I feel like, like my generation can relate to that. Like my husband, we and I, we both talk or we both understand Tagalog, but we never speak it. And now my two kids, I want to encourage them to learn as much Filipino as possible. So I, I try to teach them tidbits of what I know here and there. And they, he's like my oldest son, he's almost three. He repeats what I say. So I try to encourage culture into him as much as possible. Yeah. I never really got into it till college. I mean, I was in the Filipino club. I was in the Filipino sorority. Like I was gung ho Filipino in college. Yes. <laughs> and I'm looking back at it now, like, I think I've always instilled culture in myself. And now that I'm older, like, I don't care what people say of like, you're so you're too Filipino, especially now that I created like this little community for families that trying to instill culture for them. It just for me to show my kids that like, need to learn where you came from. And then also, if I'm gone, you can carry on 
everything that I taught you, which is something I wish I did growing up. Like I mentioned earlier, my dad is the cook. He's mm-hmm. uh he's Pampangan, so they're known to cook and he is like one of the best cooks like like ever. Like I don't think like he'll judge Filipino food. He's like, I can make that so much better. He <laughs> 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 like he'll taste him like, okay, I can make it so much better. And he does. And I wish I learned how to cook from him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't learn to cook or got interested in cooking till I moved out and lived on my own. And that's when I started cooking more and got into Filipino food and, you know, being a foodie and cook all these things and take pictures of it. I think I haven't, I didn't get the chance to grow up and learn how to cook from him. And I know everyone says they're like Filipinos don't write down the recipes and (laughs) Mm -hmm. they only um, cook by taste. So I'm trying to learn more from my parents of the way they cook and write things down so I can hand it down to, you know, generations to come some of the things that I've been learning especially yeah I think it's just like now currently trying to backtrack in time and get as much out of my parents before I mean you know they're getting older so I want to get as much out of them now before it's too late right oh I I hear you in agreement Nani did you have any thoughts yeah and definitely feel the same way I recently lost my not really recently, but um, a couple years ago now, lost my grandpa and 10 years ago, lost my grandma. And I, you know, now in this last year or so have also felt that way, like, damn, I wish I would have taken advantage of that time with them and did things like cook with them and hear their stories and, you know, like Mm -hmm. pull that kind of stuff out of them. So it's great that you still have your parents and that you still have the opportunity to do that. And I would say definitely, take advantage of that. But at the same time, even though you didn't get a chance to learn how to cook really from your dad and you did more of that coming up experimenting in it on your own, I think that you've done a really beautiful job of documenting it online at least, at least a way to like honor him because that's clearly, you know, where it sounds like your inspiration comes from. Yeah. Yeah. And like I didn't know I really got into cooking till I actually left my parents' house. Like I didn't truly, I mean, my dad would always say like, when you have your family, when you have your own kids, you'll understand. And I didn't really yeah. understand till <laughs> I'm a mom now. You're, <laughs> You're like, right. oh, you are right. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, it you, always happens that way. <laughs> like that, like, now I understand like, oh yeah, this is hard. <laughs> Being a yeah. parent is hard. And now that we're pretty much stuck at home, <laughs> we've been already going stir crazy and it's been like day what, four of yeah, this I bet. distancing. <laughs> right, oh, right. Yeah, and I'm I can't still imagine. Full time, so we're we're both working. Oh, we gotta finish this, but then you have one kid like, I'm hungry. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh, can we just send this email real quick? <laughs> <laughs> can I have five seconds? They're like, nope. <laughs> it's like yeah. they don't have like concept of time. It's like, no, I no, need it now. No. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, in five minutes, we can go outside. I promise. I promise. I just need to do this. And they're like, no, now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 
Oh, I love it. There, there's a couple things that about your story that really resonated with me. First of all, I just think it's incredible that your father was a stay-at-home dad. I've always been fascinated by daughter-father relationships because I lost my father when I was really young. And it sounds like you guys, you two had a really good relationship with one another. I'm curious if like, if you've ever noticed the difference, I mean, you lived it, so maybe not so much, but if you ever noticed a difference with having a stay-at-home father versus let's say like a stay-at-home mom, like, did you notice any difference amongst like what you had maybe versus what your friends had if they had stay-at-home moms? No, not really. I mean, my dad, he's a very, his personality is very extrovert. So he'll talk to anybody. He'll make anybody (laughs) feel comfortable. Yeah. If you were living in our neighborhood, he'll be talking to you every day. He'll be at your house. (laughs) Um, He sounds like my grandma. (laughs) So like, like everyone in our neighborhood knows him. So like for me growing up, I didn't see a difference. Like my mom, she was always the one working and hustling her way. She was at one point working two nursing jobs at one point and my dad was the one just being at home, um, taking care of me and my sister and my grandma at the time before she passed mm. away. Yes, he it's just in his nature. He like very motherly. That is really awesome. And just similar to you, I didn't really learn about my culture or our culture as well till I went to college. I feel like we're like college neighbors because I went to I was in San Diego and I went to San Diego State. And I always thought that Orange County was like just so much cleaner <laughs> than San Diego. <laughs> like I don't know if that's true but it it always felt that way like I always felt like it it is um, really clean (laughs) yeah really suburban really clean like clean you know even even in the like city-like area it just seemed more like clean like the windows of this of the buildings were cleaner for some I don't know what it is like just for some reason it seemed like it was cleaner and everything but very cool and for the longest time I had assumed that a lot of people like our generation didn't learn about their culture till college as well. And Mm -hmm. uh, the cool thing I found in this project is that everyone learns about their culture at different stages of their life. I mean, we're going to be interviewing someone who was kind of forced to learn about her culture when she became a student advisor for a Filipino organization, like after she graduated college, you know? Mm. And I know with Nani, like she started learning about her culture just recently, like in the in the last year or so. Like this project has really been part of her learning about our, our culture, really. And so it's just really cool to hear how people sort of awaken to the Filipino culture at different stages of their life. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I have, um, you know, friends that are trying to learn their culture now that they have kids, like they want to instill Filipino culture. Or, you know, I have friends that are, you know, half Filipino, half whatever, and they want to learn about the Filipino culture. And and I think it's also this day, I don't know, people think we're cool. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool to be Filipino, Um, y'all. Like, Especially with food, Filipino food has come a long way. Mm. I think across the nation, across the, you know, U.S., you see all these like Filipino chefs like being awarded James Beard Awards and, you know, releasing cookbooks that have reached like top whatever, you know, on different book lists. And I think that sparks interest to non-Filipinos to learn about our culture and be interested in it. All right, Jenny was here jumping into the middle of our show, as I always do, to remind you why this show is possible. So, you know, at the end of every episode, I tend to say, if you didn't catch our guest contact info, don't worry, we'll have those in the show notes. Check them out. I work so hard on them. You're welcome. 
Well, it's been brought to my attention that our show notes are not as easy to find as I thought, which is why starting summer 2020, the Filipino American Woman Project is proud to be partnering with Captivate, the world's only growth-oriented podcast host. Captivate is created for independent podcasters, designed from day one to help you to focus on audience growth and the expansion of your audio influence. One way that Captivate makes our lives easier as independent podcasters is by taking the guesswork out of making a website for your show. That's right, a website for your show. So listeners, starting summer 2020, finding our show notes will be so much easier. All thanks to Captivate. You're welcome, as always. If you're about to start podcasting or are getting burnt out from all the extra work of producing one, like building a website, consider a seven-day free trial, that's right, free, with Captivate by visiting thephilamwoman.com. That's the philam, short for Filipino-American-woman.com. Or, you know, check out our show notes in the meantime, which is in the details section of each episode. Once again, you can visit thephilamwoman.com or visit the details section of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I personally think that people are just more interested in quote unquote, like ethnic stuff now. Like it's just mm-hmm. a thing. Like you think about all the things that are like in Trader Joe's or like, you know, sold at like farmer's markets and it's like so cool and hip. And it's like, it's like, man, like we do, we already did that in the Philippines. We already do that in like every other third world country. Like, like you think it's cool. appropriation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Like, yeah. yeah, like Trader Joe's, they've been coming out with so many different like ethnic um, sauces or whatnot. And it's like, I've been using that for how long? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. At the same time, though, it's also important for like normalizing it as part of the like hyphenated American experience, you know. Right. So yeah. it is also kind of nice to see those kinds of little tokens in Trader Joe's or wherever. Yeah, like when the, was it the Ube ice cream came out at Trader Joe's? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was, yeah, that was like <laughs> such a, um, such a big hit for them. <laughs> I got my, like, my mom's like, I can't get my hands on. I was like, I have some. <laughs> I know, I didn't even get to try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome I love that whenever there's something like Filipino that pops up like the whole Filipino community is behind it you know it's like Absolutely. oh we're that. yeah wherever it is too <laughs> yeah I love it gotta represent all right well Jen thank you so much for taking the time to share a little bit more about you and your upbringing and why you identify as a Filipino American woman We are now going to fast forward to today. And for people that are getting to know you for the first time, we'd love to hear a snapshot of your life, particularly what keeps you busy and most excited about life nowadays. Oh, what keeps me busy? Where do I begin? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am a full-time working mom, so I work a nine-to-five job. I work in the advertising industry, so I work with various clients from million dollar clients to very small clients that don't spend a lot. So my life right now in this moment is very busy. I work on a restaurant client. So we have been on calls nonstop of what are we going to do with the situation that's happening? And, and you, you've seen everything transitioning to, you know, delivery and all that stuff. So that's what I'm dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what I do on my day job. And then when I get home, I'm a mom. I'm a mom of two kids. I have an almost three-year-old. 
son, his name is Paxton. And then my youngest uh, girl, she is eight months and her name is Piper. Aww. And yeah, Paxton and Piper. <laughs> so when I get home, I'm a mom. I, got, I, go, I go back to mom mode and get them all situated and whatnot. And then once they go to sleep, I do my flip family stuff, <laughs> which is my little <clears throat> small business that I created um, when I was on maternity leave last year. I've been always wanting to start my small business and I've always dabbled in blogging. I started food blogging, sharing my recipes for a couple years and it never really expanded or exploded into something I wanted it to be. So I would just do it here and there. And when I got pregnant with my son, I was like, okay, I'm going to do something when I'm on maternity leave. And that didn't happen. Being a first time <laughs> mom, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. so much things going on. And, you know, from my own self care, other child, and we don't know a lot of things. And it was, yeah, it was crazy. And I was like, okay, that's not going to happen. So I went back to work back to work full time. And then I got pregnant again (laughs) with my second Mm -hmm. one. And then during that time, or even when I went back to work the first time, I'm like, I really don't want to be here. I really Mm. don't see myself. I mean, I knew there wasn't any room for growth for me. I've seen Mm -hmm. it happening. You know, I have colleagues, you know, moving up more up the corporate ladder and I've been stagnant and I'm still stagnant to this day where I don't see myself working that nine to five, especially in a office environment, reporting to someone and working with clients that are very needy. And, you know, now that I'm a mom, my mindset has changed where Mm -hmm. I want to do more, something that's meaningful to me, that I want to do something for myself, but also make it a business Mm -hmm. that I can, you know, do something from home and so that's why I created Flip Family. I mean, it's still small. It's, and I'm thankful that I did not just dodge the bullet and quit when I came back from work. Because given the situation now, <laughs> yeah, um, we would not be surviving. So I'm kind of thankful that I'm still working my full time. And, you know, I guess now just learning day by day, we never know what's going to happen. So I'm just thankful for that for now. But my true dream is to eventually have Flip Family as full-on business and educating families about their culture and right now it's still small events I've been holding small events here in the South Bay area Orange County promoting culture but eventually I want to start I have so many ideas and and hopefully it'll happen no it will happen (laughs) that's my new thing I've been I've been saying I will it will it will happen I've always been, I hope it happens. So my mindset has shifted to it will happen um, into a online membership kind of community for families. So, I mean, I can relate, especially with my group of friends. We all kind of had kids around the same, same time. And, you know, finding time for our kids is hard, especially when you're working Um, Monday through Friday. And then you only have, what, an hour or two with your kids um, before they go to sleep. And on the weekends, we're trying to keep them busy. So I figured if I can create space for families, especially here in the South Bay, there's a lot of Filipino communities here, yet I don't see them coming together 
um, specifically for families to to have a space and I want to create a space here where they can you know learn about culture may it be through food you know learning cooking music art dance like I want to bring that space to them and just like learning or just witnessing my son so my husband he worked like frequently and I see my son so engaged with the music especially the kulintang and the drums he's very into it and just watching him learn fruit he catches on very quickly so I'm like oh that's interesting so just observing him in like different spaces and learning he's already like learning about culture and he doesn't even know it yet mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I mean I'm not forcing onto him you have to do this but just letting him you know play with it learn about it, it it's it's like awesome to see because I never got to do that growing up so just letting him do his thing and he's actually interested it's it's inspirational to me because he's already learning and he doesn't even know it yet <laughs> yeah Right. It's like it's already normal, you know, as opposed to in your story, you didn't really learn about your culture till you were in college. And so for your son to just already be immersed in it, it's like it's it's really awesome. Yeah. Also, I really like that you, you know, encourage families to learn together, you know, that it's more interactive than just for kids or for adults. Like you can bring both and It seems for whatever reason, even if the culture is really prevalent in our households, like at least our generation's uh, elders were not really or were kind of reluctant to teach it to us for some reason. Um, So I think that it's really cool that um, you can be more interactive and involve like the family rather than it just being like a kid's activity or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just want to create a space for them I mean kids can you know play you know do those mommy and me classes or play soccer I mean I'm all for it but there's something about culture even if it's not Filipino culture it's just instilling learning about different cultures around us I mean all our communities now are so diverse and right I want my kids to learn about diversity and that like you know you don't have to understand what that is Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I mean, even just being exposed to it for one and then being part of the conversation, because, you know, sometimes we think like for some of the people we interviewed on our show who were raised in like a, you know, predominantly, let's say white community, like that was like their normal. And then when they go to college and they're surrounded by Filipinos, they're like, whoa, okay. Like I didn't realize that, mm-hmm. like I wasn't in a diverse setting, <laughs> you know? And so being able to start <laughs> that young and be like, yeah, I mean, I know he's only two years old, but still, you know, it's like to start it at a young age is pretty remarkable. Yes, um, yeah. Yes, yes. No, it's beautiful. And I, I was going to, I mean, you already, you essentially already answered my question. Uh, but I do find that a lot of the mothers we've interviewed on our show, they really make it a priority to expose their kids to culture because they wanted to give their kids maybe something they didn't have growing up. And it sounds to me that's something that you strive to do as well expose your kids to uh, diversity. Um, Are there any other reasons like why it's so important for you as a mother to teach culture 
And the reason why I ask that question is because I find that a lot of mothers end up, you know, when, when you do become a mother, that's when culture is especially important. And I'm very curious to know like what that mindset shift is uh, because, you know, Nani and I are not mothers yet. So it's fascinating to me, like to see uh, Filipinas who uh, become mothers, like all of a sudden, like preserving Filipino culture or promoting diversity is extremely important to them. Yeah. And I think for me, it's because I never got that. And I don't even think my parents, I mean, they never really instilled it in me to learn Filipino culture. Like they just say, I mean, they never, yeah, they never really asked me if I wanted to learn it or curious about it. Like they never really talked about their stories growing up, like until I, me and my sister would ask and I want to create space for my kids to be able to come to me and ask me like, oh, what is this? Their curiosity, like, I feel like growing up, my parents wouldn't explain things to me or, you know, right. give me like, a, you know, like a very straightforward answer and not like giving me any type of reasoning or what, where it came from. And, and I felt a little shut out of learning about that. And I don't want my kids to be in that type of environment. And so I want to instill that to them now. So they, they have space to talk to me and my, my husband. And I think instilling culture in them, they won't be afraid to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where I growing up or even like in college was hesitant about, oh, you know, you're part of that Filipino group. People think of clubs like the Filipino club is just a social thing. And it really isn't. I mean, be able to not only learn about my culture, but also about myself and leadership skills and just, you know, fundamental skills that help me become the person I am today. I mean, college, you, you know, go to class and go home, study, but I was able to do extracurricular activities and shape me into the leader I am today, especially that's fundamental for work, you know, managing a team and whatnot. So basically what I gathered is that like there, you can kill two birds with one stone, like learning about your culture. Cause it's not just like learning about the culture, but the professional skills or, you know, like the yeah professional skills you can gain through learning your culture. Yes. No, that's awesome. And I, <laughs> and I appreciate you elaborating on that. Nani, I wanted to see if you had any, any thoughts or questions. Yeah. I mean, I just really love that what you said about wanting to create space for your kids to ask those questions and be curious. And I think that we've all shared that experience with our parents, kind of like when we not push their buttons, when we uh, probe them for information about our traditions mm -hmm. and our culture, we tend to get shut down with those like straightforward answers that, you know, I think that Gen A, I've shared some of the conversations I've had with my family members with you <laughs> a mm -hmm. lot of little examples like that when I've tried to to pull stories out of them. So I definitely know what that's like. And I love that you're trying to change that environment for your kids before they even realize it. Yeah. And I think it's also generation of parent um, learning from growing up. Like we want to change that mindset. My parents did it this way. And I think I want to do it this way so they understand why they right. you know, did certain things wrong or didn't learn learn it this way rather than just cut right, off. Right, not shut just up, be shut like up, shamed. Shut off. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if it's just 
the cultural barrier from being, is that the right word? <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know yeah. what the right word is. <laughs> no, that's right. But, you know, they came from the Philippines and then we, you know, we're, I was born here. So there's that barrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just want to add that the way that I see it is that my family, you know, got me to a place where I get my bachelor's degree and I can look back. I'm in a place in my life where I can, I have the luxury of looking back and seeing what I can do for myself moving forward. Like, I'm so glad. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things we can say about what we were lacking growing up, but I think that is the gift that our immigrant parents have given us is that they gave us a safe place for us. I mean, as safe as it can be, (laughs) but they gave us a a place to grow and nourish and, you know, uh, become the professionals we are today so that we could look back and Mm -hmm. be like, you know, like moving forward, this is what I want for myself, or this is how I can reparent myself, or this is how I can fulfill the needs that I was lacking growing up. And I could do it by giving back to the community. I could do it by exposing my child to our culture. And sometimes I feel like life is about giving ourselves the things that we felt like we were lacking growing up, like whether it's to us or people like us. And it sounds like that's what you're doing, Jen, with um, like Flip Family, you know, just being able to create this environment for Filipino families to learn about culture and to promote diversity because it wasn't necessarily discussed uh, for you growing up. Exactly. And I have so many ideas for Flip Family and it's just right now it's, I mean, it's small right now, but I mean, I have so like, I envision it to be something so much bigger and just, you know, going back to work this second time around, Mm -hmm. it just, my mindset just shifted out of nowhere. And it's refreshing too, because I'm challenging myself more. And before I was scared, I was scared to take that leap of faith. And I see my kids inspire me every day. They're so young, yet they have so much to say already, <laughs> which, which encourages me. It just shows me that like, do it. And and that's where the inspiration came from for Philip. Um, here in the South Bay, there's going to be a Flip family brick and mortar where people will be able to come in and educate themselves and, you know, use this space for, you know, private events, promoting culture, you know, parties and whatnot. So that's my long-term goal, long coming. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us, Jen, giving us a snapshot of your life today and the good work that you're doing for your, you know, for yourself, for your son, your family, and, you know, ultimately the community. So now we get to get into one of my favorite questions, my most favorite question of the show. The reason why this show exists is because we want to be able to publish a book where we collect life lessons and stories told by Filipino American women. So Jen, your life lesson for today that you wanted to share with us is that you can do anything, even if you are a mom. Tell us a little bit more about that life lesson and what aspect of your life like led you to that life lesson. And I mean, I'm guessing it's because you became a mom, but you know, you can explain yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I've always been that go-getter and I'm that type A personality that like I have to write everything out, list everything out. But being a mom is very powerful. And what's stopping you from doing your dreams? Mm. We have dreams too that we can accomplish. And being a mom should not stop us from rediscovering myself again. It's refreshing because I too have dreams and no one's growing up. We've been still like, you know, 
you know, fresh out of college, you get your, you know, you just work your nine to five. And now that I became a mom, and I don't know why all these thoughts come to my mind, but I want more. I'm craving more. I, I want to do more. And who's stopping me? And for all the other moms out there, like, what's stopping you from getting to your dream? Because no one mm-hmm. is but yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Just in case it was a little choppy in that part, I just wanted to paraphrase what you said. So essentially, you're sharing that, like, we were taught, we were raised to, you know, go to school, get good grades, you can get a good job, and you can have a family, you can have a house, and you could be a mom, and that's it. <laughs> like, that's like the rest of yeah. your life. And you're here saying like, hey, we, we could be that and more. Exactly. Beautiful. Like, why not? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Like, why not? You know, and beautiful. And I think this show is really a great way to inspire mothers who maybe feel like they're in that position right now, which, you know, I don't blame them. Like, I'm not a mom, but I can only imagine, like, I mean, for one, having a full-time job is a full-time job. And then you have two kids. So that's like two full-time jobs. And then you have mm-hmm. your side business. So that's like another job. And so it's like, oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh, like power woman here, like, you know, power mom yeah. here. <laughs> and, um, but if you do it right, Let's you know, if you wake up very early every morning too. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and if you, and the truth is that like, it is possible to do it all. And I think it just depends on the season of your life. You know, it's kind of like, Hey, maybe for this first quarter, I'm really going to push for this side hustle and then maybe try to find a way to have people help me so that, you know, as I'm a mother, I can also have people help me run the flip family. You know, like I think when people think like, oh, my gosh, like Jen does all these things. It's like the reality is that there's a community behind it. Like you mentioned that you're building this community with flip family, you know, and so it's just realizing that you could do it all in community with other people. Yes, for sure. And I mean, I've met so many people via Instagram and I haven't even met them in person, but I feel like I've known them for so much longer. And we just talk (laughs) crazy how this, how like social media just brings people together. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I've always been engaged on social media. I mean, it's my job with advertising, you know, marketing and whatnot. So what all the hip things are like, once you actually use these tools to help your business, it's crazy how much reaction and support you get and people are willing to help. Yeah, I like to believe that social media is a lot like money. It's like, it's not that money is evil. It's like how you use it, that's evil. And I think that social Mm. media is very similar. It's like social media could be evil. Social media could be toxic. It could be bad for you. It could be abusive for you. But like, if you know, if you realize that like it doesn't control you and that you can control it, it can really bring out so many beautiful things. Like just like how we've grown a community here at the Filipino American Woman Project and how, you know, Nani, who manages our Instagram account is, you know, she's curating all of our stories, you know, through our Insta stories and really showing the world via social media, like how beautiful it is to be a Panay, to be a Filipina and how we get to do that together and how we get to uplift one another. And so, yeah, it's a gift to have found a corner in the online space, you know, for such a community to empower one another and to help one another. Yeah, Yeah. especially during these hard times right now. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that that has not ever been more apparent than now when, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we just went from like bashing social media and like saying it causes all this, you know, hate and bullying and whatever else in the world to 
now, I mean, at least where I am, we're all on lockdown in our own homes. And I'm kind of now looking at my like devices as like lifelines (laughs) to know what's like going on because I can't leave my house, you know? Um, So it's interesting how that mindset shifts. And all of a sudden I look at it as like, oh my gosh, this is such a golden thing in my life right now. Thank God for social media. Yep. Yep. And I was just telling my husband, like, thank God we have our phones, but hopefully Wi-Fi does not go down. Oh, (laughs) no, I know. Yeah. I think it's just been super helpful to be like able to see (laughs) how everyone else around the world is reacting to it, you know, as it's unfolding. So it's definitely, at least in my opinion right now, a blessing. Mm. Yes. Well, beautiful. Jen, I want to thank you so much for being on our show today and for sharing your story, sharing what you do today and your very wonderful life lesson. For people that are interested in learning more about you and reaching out to you and connecting with you, especially in today's times, we could use community as we just talked about. How can people find you on social media? How can they find you online? You can find me at Flip Family 2P, so F-L-I-P-P family on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, which I'm trying to dabble into Pinterest. So I'm everywhere in the social media space. So you can find me there. Beautiful. Well, thank you again so much for your time. And it was an absolute pleasure speaking with you, especially in today's times. I can't emphasize that enough. Like we all need community right now. And thank God for the internet. Thank God for social media. And like you said, thank God for (laughs) Wi-Fi. Oh my goodness. Imagine, (laughs) imagine what would happen. Like we would would really feel isolated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, with that said, I am going on and to our listeners, we hope that you were inspired by today's story. And to Nani, thank you for co-hosting with me as always. You're welcome as always. We will see you next time. Yes, absolutely. And one more thing, listeners, if you did not catch that information on how to get a hold of Jen, don't worry. You know, I always provide it in the show notes. You're welcome. And if you don't know how to find those show notes, just reach out to us because we're just desperate for interaction and community right now, as you can hear. (laughs) So with that said, thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Bye. Bye everyone. Bye.